0: Let's turn to John chapter 16. Yes. Amen, amen. We got one that's excited about the Word of God today. And I can go off of that. Uh, hallelujah. Let me, let me just try it one more time. John 16. Yes. Alright, cool. Got a lot more? Not in then, but hey, we're good. John chapter, six, John chapter 16, verse 33. The things I have spoken unto you, that in me... You might have peace. Now, I want to help you with something. There's a way to live in peace. Now, he left his spirit with us, but the power of his spirit operates from within the kingdom of God. I've been talking about this as the mystery on Wednesday night. Now, Wednesday night, even though I asked like three times, does anybody have any questions? Do you understand this? Nobody said anything. But then I had like three questions afterwards. I don't understand you. So on Friday, on my live stream, I went back through John uh, chapter 3 with Nicodemus. If you have questions and you didn't ask me, go back and watch that. But there's this realm of the kingdom of God that we've got to operate from. There's a positional authority. Jesus was risen from the dead, seated at the right hand of the Father, Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, and we were seated in Him. Uh, Isaiah came back, talking about the darkness and the light of the world, he said, rise and shine, we've got we've to not operate from this natural realm. So, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. Peace operates in Him. There's a lot of born-again, Spirit-filled, baptized people that don't have peace. Because they're trying to function in spiritual things in the carnal world. We've got to step out of this carnal world and step into the things of God, which comes from Romans 12 2, the renewing of our mind. That's where transformation happens. Transformation is the Greek word metamorphosis. And it's most Americans know it as a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. A total transition. You and I can transition our life. The problem is we make natural decisions. I was talking to somebody the other day. <coughs> I can't remember. It's just like yesterday or the day before or something like that. But uh, Dr. Barclay, one, if you know who Dr. Barclay is, many in the church do. But he was a Marine, a Marine leader. And uh, he went into combat, uh, quite a bit of combat in the Vietnam War. And he was sharing one time. And he says, Lord, if your army, meaning down here, was like the military... I can get this stuff wrapped up in one year. Because in the army, you bark uh, somebody in position barks an order and somebody else does it. <clears throat> and so now you've got leadership. Okay, do this, do this, do this. We, we need to get this thing, get this done. Boom, 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 and we can wrap this up. But that's not the way it is in the army of God. I was telling somebody, I said, if this could be a solo thing, I could get all this stuff done. Because I'm a person that I don't care about my time. I, I care about the things of God. I don't care about what it costs. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to push forward. The hard part about this is we have to rely on each other. Yeah. And you know, unfortunately, most people are unreliable. In this American goofy society we have now, they'll give you their word. Now, the Bible says, blessed is a man that's, uh, uh, how does it go? that has a good that worth not to his own hurt and still does it. Mm-hmm. In other words, blessed is the man who when they say they're going to do something, they won't change even if it's for their better to change we don't have that. So now we got to live by faith and in operation. So many truly born again spirit-filled people do not live in peace because they're trying to get God to bless the natural. I don't know if you figured it out yet, but the natural doesn't work very well. But yet we keep doing it. What what what's that old definition of insanity? Is to continue doing the same thing over and over again. Expecting to get a different result. Yet we keep trying it the same way, same way. Expecting a different result. And we can't get, and we, we can't figure out why we can't get the power of God operating in our life. There's a reason. now. Uh, much more does the ministry of righteousness exceed in glory. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. John ten ten. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect. The glory that was on Moses and the glory of the Old uh, Testament and uh, uh, of the different ones that we've talked about, uh, they had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelled. So the 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 no glory. So how much can we walk in it? It's there for us. Why do we struggle in it? We al- we allow the things. But like going back to our, our subject matter today, Jacob, he did not allow the changes and the conditions that he faced to move him out of the glory which God had established. Are we allowing things to move us out of the glory that has been established? Now, we, we, we could tie back in Second Corinthians 4, 7, that I quote all time. But we have this treasure, treasure. If you look that up, it means a deposit of great wealth. We have this deposit of great wealth in us that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. There's a glory that we can live in where the power of God is manifested in our lives. I I remember, I I don't remember how you dream a vision, something like that. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but I I, I saw a treasure chest, kind of like what it reminded me of. You ever been on Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland? And they have those those treasure chests that you, you float by and they're open. They got all the it's all fake, but you know they got all the jewels in there. And uh, I was standing there, and there was a treasure chest in front of me, and it had cobwebs and dust all over it, and everything like that. And as I moved closer, the lid opened, and all the tre- there's no cobwebs, there was no dust, there was no the 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 silver, the gold, the jewels was just as pristine as when they were put in there, and. Uh, uh, the Lord, I don't remember the exact words right now off the top of my head, but the Lord spoke to me and said, "This is my children. They have all this wealth inside of them, but they leave it closed and just let it collect dust. We have, we say things, but there's a power inside of us that we can live in." Verse eleven: For if that which is done away with, if that for if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glory. Yes. Seeing then that we have such a hope. Watch this. We use great plainness of speech. If you have this hope. Now, I know he's talking about in how he's he's dissertating you know, telling people what's going on. But if you have this hope, you and I can use greatness of plainness of speech. They overcame by. The blood of the Lamb. Is the word of your testimony plainness in speech? Is it consistent? Does it constantly declare? Or does it just talk about the conditions that were? Because see, if we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us, and part of the condition of the operation of it is how we speak, we have to look at how we speak because they overcame by the word of their testimony. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end, that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded. See, if you... If you now, you may be sitting, let's say, on, on the words of your mouth. Yeah, I don't believe the words of my mouth. You're blinded. That's not me telling you, that's the Bible telling you. Because you can't see... What he said. Now, if you can't see what he said, are you going to follow what he said? No, no because you can't see it. You, you see no value in it. If you see a a, a gorge, you know, like let's say there's a, a huge gorge and you know it's about thirty or forty feet long, like here to that back wall, and somebody's standing by me, they says, "Hey, go ahead and walk. We built an invisible bridge across it. You go first, right?" Why? why? Because we can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to walk out there on that invisible bridge. I can't see it. Now, what if he walks across it and he's like, by golly, there is an invisible bridge there. Are you more confident now? Yeah. See, if you can't see it, you can't live in it. Yeah. This is why Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, we look not at the things which are seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. But we look at the things which are not seen, for the things which are not seen are eternal. The Word of God is telling us things that are eternal, but if I can't see it, I'm not going to step out in it. Because how, how do I know that's real, that, that invisible bridge is really there? But, in their, but their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Until this day. Now, is, is, is this New Testament or Old Testament we're in? Book of Corinthians, Apostle Paul. Are we after or before the, the resurrection of Christ? Until this day, there remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. You can't see this if you don't get in Christ. Now, modern theology is anybody that said the sinner's prayers is in Christ. That's not true. Because in Christ there is no sickness, there is no poverty, there is no lack. The world is trying to pull us out of Of Christ so you might be in Christ and the fight of faith is to stay in Christ I I get that but there's a lot of people just living in this world and subject to the changes that come their way they get well they, they they change this and so I have to now do that no you don't well no I have to if I don't they're gonna reprimand me we'll get reprimanded well I can't do that see how far can we walk with God how much do we trust God But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. He tells us how to get rid of the veil. If you can't see it, turn to the Lord and let him open your eyes. We've got to learn how to walk in this. Now, the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image. Are you being changed or are you just hearing the word? Because you're in control of that, not me. Amen. Somebody asked me a question the other day of, well, did I do this right? I, said, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in your brain. Only, only you can tell that. Are you being changed? Because here it says that we are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. In other words, when this change starts uh, changing in us, so like, like like let's say we step take a step over into change, there's a whole bunch more changes that's going to happen. That's one that's one change. I took on more of His glory. How do I do that? I walk in what He says. Second uh, Peter chapter one verse three that that as we partake of the promises of God, we take on His divine nature. So I do this from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. I start looking more like Him, more like Him, more like Him. I start overcoming more. I start overcoming more. I start overcoming more. Now the Bible also says we live from faith to faith. So for every step over for glory, there's a step of faith. For every step into new glory, there's a new step of faith. So we move from one step of faith to one step of faith. But if you're not challenging yourself to to believe in more, to step out, to put a demand on yourself, how are you going to move to the next level of glory? God has given us the power to overcome anything that changes in the natural. Stop being moved by the change. Stop being moved by the disappointment. Stop being moved by other people. You committed yourself to God. You gave your word. God, I'm going to do this. You stand in it no matter who comes, no matter who goes, no matter what happens. I'm going to stay with the Lord because the Lord is going to work everything out for me and he's going to turn everything right for me. If I will stay and and I will, will believe God, he's going to bring it to pass. And guess what? Let me just help you with something. When it comes to pass, you're going to do it all over again. Because we move from glory to glory. In the term of using vacation, but not like really going on a 10-day vacation, a 5-day vacation, but the concept of a vacation and this life, you don't get vacation until heaven. Because we move from faith to faith. Now, I'm not saying take a day off. I'm just the concept of vacation. Because we move from faith to faith, we move from glory to glory, until we decide to stop and let the veil cover our eyes so that we can't see what the next step is. But if we have this hope, let's stand. The more I study the word, the more I see these things. The only thing that's stopping David is David. And guess what? David is a powerful force to stop David. Because faith always operates in a realm of uncomfortableness. And David doesn't like to be uncomfortable. Faith is always going to stretch us. And I haven't stretched out for a few days. Like as in hundreds, so stretching doesn't feel good. But spiritually, where do I want to be? Why am I preaching this way? Why am I? Why have I been on this? Because I really believe. Now maybe I'm wrong. You can say, David, you know, you you, you pushed it too hard. You didn't have to push that hard. Okay. Well, I, I was just being safe because I rather err on the side of safety. But I believe the progression of this world and where we're going it's going to get harder spiritually than it is going to get easier. Now, I do think there are some things that are going to happen because the the Bible says that it's going to be like the days of Noah when he appears. It was actually rocking and rolling when when the door closed. They were partying. They were getting married. They were doing all these different things. And so I think that maybe on an economic level, on a, a systems level, we might walk into something that might be better. But that's actually worse. Because good times make weak people. Now, I'm for good times because this is deep. Good times are better than bad times. (laughs) But you've got to pay attention to yourself. Even that change, are you still going to stand on the Word of God? And only we can do that. Let's bow our heads Lord, you said that if we, if we judge ourselves, we won't be judged. Lord, let us, let us take a, a, a moment right now and judge ourselves. Do I really have what it takes to walk in this assignment? And you can stretch out assignment to your vocation, to your family, to your whatever. Do I have what it takes to walk this thing out and not be moved by, by the changes of this world? by the changes of people yes people disappoint we we live in a world where where our word means nothing we we move by what's convenient we move by what seems to be best for us but God if other people are that way am I gonna allow that to move me I've got to stay on what I believe can I do it we need to judge ourselves not deceive ourselves, not just give our, ourselves a pat on the back, but judge ourselves, are the things that I'm doing, are the way that I'm going, am I attuned to your spirit, am I attuned to what you're doing, or am I moved by everything? Lord, and I pray, God, that you would open the eyes of our understanding, God, that we would see at the core where we're off, or where we're not committed, or where we not honored our word, or relied on the blood of the lamb, or we did things that were more convenient for us than what you've established us in. Lord, let us be like Jacob in this sense. Lord, even though his employer changed things, his wages 10 times and, and with his wife and what he had labored for, he never changed who he was or what he did. He kept his eye on you. Help us, Lord, to keep our eye on you. Lord, I pray God over us, Lord Jesus, that that we would submit ourselves to you. If you want into this, just ask him right now, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I want you to be Lord over my life. I want to make a complete change. Don't do it unless you're really willing. I want to walk with you. I want out of this system. I want to operate in the system of power, which is above this system. Help me, Lord, to get there. Help me deal with the issues, Lord, that I don't want to deal with, that I don't want to face, that you're requiring of me to break down the the hardness of heart, to break down the, the ideology of just it's about me and what I feel. God, let us walk in you. Let us receive you as our Lord. You died for our sins. Let us recognize that. And, Lord, I pray, God, that the power of sin over people would be broken that where the enemy is coming in and trying to destroy them, we take authority over it, we bind that spirit so that we have a reprieve, if we will, a freedom to reach out to you. Our will is strong enough like the demoniac, he ran to you even though he had legions of demons inside of him. His will overrode the demons, and by wanting to be free, he ran and and kneeled at your feet. Let us have a heart, Lord Jesus, that wants you more than anything. Help us, God, to walk in this. In Jesus' name.